and Giant Kin to the Monster Smash League, a place where fairy tales and tall tales come together to rip the tails off of their adversaries' bruised and battered bodies. I'm Batboy, and normally I'd be joined by Typhon, Greek father of all monsters. However, today is a little different, which we'll explain in a moment. Instead, joining me in the booth today is that witty witch of the marsh, Jenny Greenteeth. Thanks, BB. I'm happy to be filling in for head number 42. I'm excited about the prospects of today's showdown. How about you? Well, I gotta tell you, this matchup will have something for everyone. Do you like famous monsters that have been fictionalized and depicted in everything from My Little Pony to Final Fantasy to Disney animated films to a cheesy sci-fi channel original movie? (laughs) You're in luck. Do you like monsters that are so obscure that you would have to do a deep dive internet search to even find the barest mention of it in historical texts? Well, buckle up, because we've got that too. We'll also be finding out the answer to an age-old question cats or dogs. I imagine no matter the result, we're going to get a lot of angry emails. And if you'd like to send those emails, please send them to bbmonstersmash at gmail.com. We love to hear your feedback. And taste your tears. What? Nothing. Alright, so as previously mentioned, Ty will not be on commentary tonight for sensitive personal reasons. His kid's in the fight. Uh, yes. Due to difficulties being impartial... Basically apparent from toddlers and tiaras. He will instead be helping us later in the program with some analysis on his progeny. I'm a little worried, BB. Why's that, Jenny? If Typhon's kid dies, I think his wife is gonna have words. Deadly words. Potentially with all of us. Well, have you filled out the MSL Last Rights application? Ooh, I keep meaning to get around to it, but you know... Paperwork. Ugh, not to mention Karen in HR is just the worst. Right? She just screams at you as soon as you enter her office about all of the annoying things that she has to do every day. I have to file the waivers. I deserve a raise for having to deal with you. I'm gassy. And it isn't a melancholy keening scream like most banshees either. It's just a loud speaking voice with a slight Midwestern accent. Ugh, just the worst. So, yeah, I haven't done that yet. Well, let's just cross our claws and hope that this one is one of Ty's immortal children. What is that, like, 50-50 shot? I'm not sure. I swear, it's like the Munsters meets the Duggars over there. A 19 kids and counting reference. Very specific. (laughs) Thought you might like that. Well then, it's time to tell the fans who we're going to be seeing scratch and claw their way to victory today on the Monster Smash League. Normally, I would do that. But since I'm here in the booth, it's caused a chain reaction of position changes. So it's time to send it to our Mad Max with the Mad Facts, Yowie. Much appreciated, mates. I'm down here on the field of the Aberration Station Arena, where the engineers have transformed this whole area into a dreary swamp full of dead flora and brackish water. Holy dooly, it feels like the dinky D. The mozzies are out, and I've had to Aussie salute for the last ten minutes. But crikey, it's a beauty. Plenty of options for our two rumblers today. We're setting two natural enemies against each other as we open up the pound doors and let Cerberus, the Greek hellhound of Hades, go at it with Kath Palag, the King Arthur fighting monstrous cat of Welsh legend. It's gonna be a bonza clash. Hooroo! Thanks, Yowie. Is Cerberus one of the immortal ones? 
you say yes? I think so. Uh, we'll find out shortly. And Kath Palig, a very interesting acquisition for the MSL. What are your thoughts initially on this house pet horror show, Jenny? Well, the terrain is an interesting choice. I, I wouldn't have thought of Swamplands for a dog and cat fight, but I'll tell you what, it makes me think of home. Excellent point, Jenny. You'll be able to give us a lot of insight into the conditions these two combatants will have to face during the battle. I'll do my best, BB. Wonderful. With that, we're going to start off by learning a bit more about Cerberus, the multi-headed watchdog of the underworld. But first, a word from our human sponsors. Hello? If anyone can hear me, I just picked up your signal and I've only got about a minute of battery life on my emergency radio, so I just wanted to let you know about my podcast, Island Life with Alex Denny. It's a weekly broadcast from the island of Talking Animals where I've been shipwrecked for a number of years. Every improvised episode features me, my animal friends like Damien the Fox and Benji the Penguin, plus new human friends I pick up over my radio in a place where anything can happen, from peacocks putting on a talent show to a capybara and a frigate bird finding love. Some of my human guests have included Celeste Pachu and Amanda Blake Davies of Showtime's Work in Progress, Jessica Lynn Verdi, the voice of Best Buy, and Sean Cowig and Brian James O'Connell of Helden on Sci-Fi. New episodes of Island Life with Alex Denny are released every Tuesday, and you can find plenty of past broadcasts on any podcast app or at islandlifepod.com. Running low on power here. Thanks for hanging out with us on Island Life. Since the 7th century BC, authors have been raving about the size and power of the Hound of Hades, Cerberus. Hesiod gave him 50 heads, Pindar gave him 100, but what the Greek authors got wrong in Cerberus's looks, they more than made up for when describing his might. Born of the father of all monsters, Typhon, and a powerful half-snake, half-woman echidna, Cerberus is the fourth multi-headed beast in his family, with the body and three heads of a well-muscled dog, a strong snake tail, three wicked-looking serpentine tongues, and poisonous fangs. The Greek hellhound is quite the sight to behold. But prepare yourself, for in order to see this fearsome beast, you must be willing to travel to the underworld for Cerberus resides at the gates of Hades. A watchdog like no other, Cerberus stands vigil over the souls of the dead, ensuring that they enter the underworld for eternity and greeting them as a loyal hound would greet its master. Only the dead may pass unchecked by this guardian, for the living are prohibited. Cerberus's duty does not entail simply keeping the living out, however. It is also to keep the deceased in. Souls that attempt to flee from the realm of Pluto are met with a very different attitude from the canine than when they first arrived. With a hellish chorus of barks and gnashing of fangs, the soul will be ripped asunder by the hound dooming it to return back to the underworld and eternally exist as whatever mangled entity Cerberus spit back out. The Hound of Hades takes his job very seriously. The Hound of Hades allows his master to sleep soundly, knowing that his charges will never leave. <laughs> 
the Hound of Hades, is a good boy. He is a very good boy indeed. Well, Jenny, would you say you're a dog person or a cat person? I try not to discriminate, BB. I'll eat either of them. Fair enough. With that being said, we're going to send it over to our analyst desk where our colleague... Who happens to be Cerberus's father... ...is joined by a very special guest. Over to you, Ty. Can I come back to the booth yet? Nope. Worth a shot. Anyways. Hey, everyone. Typhon, Greek father of all monsters here. Because some of the higher-ups thought it was a conflict of interest to have me call the match, I'll be telling you about my little champ, Cerberus, instead. <clears throat> right. Not just me, though. I... I'm not going to talk have alone. I have help from the stuff. stuff. I have help from <laughs> There will be information that is presented and it will be presented by two folks. What's happening to him? I think his heads are overlapping because they're uncomfortable. So the monster I'm joined by today is... Honey, take a breath. <gasps> oh, for your sake. My wife. My wife. Echidna. Echidna. It's like watching a baby monkey drown. Fascinating. Thank you, Typhon. Hello, everyone. I'm so honored to be invited to the Aberration Station Arena to brag about my son, Cerberus. Our son? They know, dear. Just making sure. (laughs) He was the seat of my loins, too. Now, while I'm not thrilled that Cerberus has decided to follow in his father's footsteps in the Monster Smash League, I'm at least grateful for his immortality. My boy can't be killed, folks. He's a powerful canine that was able to challenge Hercules in an unarmed fight. Of course, Hercules did win that fight, but only by choking him unconscious. And Serb took the demigod to the limit. It was close. Out of the 12 labors of Hercules, my baby was the 12th and final challenge. Yeah, he was. When it came to our children and Hercules, the fourth time was the charm. Mama loves you, Namian Lion, Lernaean Hydra, and Orthrus. Sorry he killed you. Anyway, (laughs) Cerberus has been portrayed in literature as having anywhere between one and 100 heads. Most often, he is depicted with three. The truth is, he does technically have 100 heads, but they just so happen to be a bunch of small serpent heads that kind of pop out all over his body. The ones you'll definitely want to watch out for are the dog heads. Watch out for his triple bite, because each one is powerful and venomous. His tail is also a serpent, so you'll be facing a poisonous dilemma on both ends. A lot of people forget about the snake elements with Serp. TV and movies don't often include that part. It's always just, ooh, big scary three-headed dog. Having multiple heads, as my husband knows, means it's incredibly difficult to sneak up on my boy as well. No matter where you approach from, you'll probably have a gaping maw waiting for you. Being a hound means he also has superior scent and hearing. And of course, living in Hades has made him immune to flames. It's an occupational requirement. Can I tell him the coolest part? Of course, my love. Each of the three heads is linked to a frame of time. One sees the past, one sees the present, and one sees the future. Yes, very proud. Being able to see the future is a major ability here at Monster Smash. Knowing what your opponent will do next is a valuable boon when confronting an opponent. Yep, so there you have it. Pretty much unbeatable. Uh, Ty. Powerful jaws, lots of poison. Mm. Ty. Immortal. Crazy, right? Ty. Ty. Nope. Come on, Ty. Nope. It's part of the deal. This is why Carmilla told you to sit out. He doesn't have any weaknesses. You literally just mentioned him losing to Hercules by being choked out. He cheated. Typhon, it's all right. But he's amazing. 
He doesn't need weaknesses. But he still has them. Having weaknesses isn't a bad thing, my love. I mean, technically it is by definition, but the point is, we all have them, and that's what makes us unique and horrible. The very reason Monster Smash can exist is because of the diversity of folklore and mythology from around the world, the creatures of which have both amazing abilities and interesting weaknesses. It's a beautiful and terrifying thing. Are we having a the more you know moment? Yes. Let it happen. Fine. Cerberus likes music. It lulls him to sleep. Orpheus, a musician, managed to sneak past him by playing his lyre. Wait, didn't they do that in Harry Potter? Yes, they did it in Harry Potter, all right? Honey, calm down. Getting worked out makes you gassy, and I really don't want to deal with that on the ride home. <clears throat> Sorry. Back to you in the booth. Thanks, Echidna. Oh, and if my son loses, I'll be coming to see both of you. Uh... Thanks, Echidna and Typhon, Greek parents of all monsters. Huh. And, uh, we'll be right back. Oh, we're gonna die. I think I speak for all dragons when I say that your horde says a lot about what kind of dragon you are. Are you a boring drake with the usual piles of gold and gems hidden away in a dank cave somewhere? <laughs> or are you an innovative and unique winged serpent that values more than the typical treasures of the everyman? I, Fafnir, choose to be the latter. That's why I'm a member of Horde Crate, the only monthly subscription that supplies you with eccentric, never-before-seen artifacts to fill out your trove of goodies! Exclusive items like the throne of a lost Mesopotamian king, ancient Nornstones, and the authentic mask from the original Broadway production of The Phantom of the Opera now reside within my lair because of Horde Crate. And yes, the mask is truly rad! Each month is themed also. Next month is Babylonian Beauties. Don't miss out on your chance for an original chariot from ancient Babylon. That'll get the adventurers salivating to raid your vault, which in turn will get you salivating to eat those foolish adventurers. <laughs> All thanks to Horde Crate. So, Try Horde Crate today by going to www.hordecrate.mon using the code SMASH for 50% off your first month. Be the dragon that everyone talks about with Horde Crate. Within the vast pavement mosaic in the Otranto Cathedral in Italy, there are many scenes depicted, biblical stories like Adam and Eve, Noah's Ark, Cain and Abel, and the Tower of Babel are featured primarily. But hidden amongst them are characters from medieval tales and pagan myths, such as Alexander the Great, Samson, Diana, and Atlas. Possibly the most surprising figure to appear on this mosaic is King Arthur, locked in battle with the monstrous cat of Welsh legend, Cath Palug. Born in Gwyneth to the sow of Cornwall Henwyn, 
the kitten that would grow to become Kath Palug was unwanted and subsequently cast into the sea. The whelp survived by adapting to the water swiftly and swimming across the Manai Strait to the Isle of Anglesey. It was found and adopted by the sons of Palug, raising it to help them with hunting. The cat continued to grow until it was larger than a horse, and as it grew, it became more sinister and violent. Eventually, it fulfilled a prophecy that had been foretold about the children of Henwin. Cathpalug became one of the three great plagues of Anglesey. In some stories, Cathpalug slaughters everyone on the island until an army is sent to end him. In other stories, the monstrous feline is able to control storms and pursue a group of monks across the sea. But most interestingly of all, some stories say that only the legendary King Arthur himself was able to slay Cathpalug. After the cat had slaughtered and eaten 180 soldiers, Arthur challenged the beast to a duel. In a pitched battle, the giant cat pinned Arthur, ripped at his armor, and spilled his blood, nearly killing the legendary monarch. Finally, Arthur succeeded in stopping the monster's reign, but only after suffering much blood loss and exhaustion. You can be sure that I've never feared for myself any more than I did when I was entangled with that devil, he confessed to Merlin. A feline foe that nearly felled Arthur Pendragon. How could such a story be confined to a mosaic in Italy? Perhaps it's time to let the cat out of the bag. Garuda said he saw them heading to the HR department. So what are we supposed to do? Morgan is waiting for an interview segment with them. I don't know, sir. Maybe just do the interview yourself? I've nothing prepared! How long do we have before we go live? Uh, about 20 seconds ago. You mean, we've been faffing around for everyone to hear? Yes. Good day, mates! BB and Jenny appear to have stepped out for a moment, so I'll be sitting down with our guest at this time, Morgan Le Fay. Thank you, bat boy. Uh, right. I'm Yowie. I was told I'd be speaking to Batboy and Jenny Greenteeth. I wish you were, but they're busy, so I'll be talking with you today. But you're a Bigfoot. I'm Yowie. Bigfoot is American. I'm just very overwhelmed. I was expecting a vaguely bat-like human and a hag, not a giant hairy cryptid. Holy dooly, you're starting to hurt my feelings. Apologies. I suppose we'll just have to muddle through. I should have gotten rotten for this. Okay, so, we're talking about that bonza beast, Kath Palug. Yes, the one that nearly killed King Arthur. Too true. So how- I'm sorry, but this is still bothering me. Can I just call you Bat Boy while we do this? I wish you wouldn't, but if it'll get us through this, then fine. Now let's just do this before I go troppo. Thank you. Yes, the one that nearly killed King Arthur. So... Bat Boy. How does this feline stand out amongst other cat-like creatures? I think the main thing to note... Bat Boy, is that this is a real underdog or cat story. Here we have a poor little kitten with nothing but the scorn of humans that effectively has to endure great 
hardships. Only minutes old, she had to teach herself how to swim, then swim at least thirteen hundred feet to reach the opposite shore of the Manai Strait and survive long enough to be found by some ignorant locals that would go on to raise her as a beast rather than a pet. You're right about her being a fighter from birth. It's already unusual for a cat to be born from a pig, but. This particular pig was notorious. Yes, Bat Boy. Penwin was the great sow that produced the three plagues of the island. Not diseases, though, right? No, the plagues are more like troubles. Each of them was an animal that was given life by Henwin, Bat Boy. Bonkers thing is that none of them were pigs. A wolf, an eagle, and Cath Palag. Any good things? Hmm, let's see. A grain of wheat and a bee. A grain of barley and a bee. A grain of rye. And a bee. No, Bat Boy. Just a grain of rye. So, Miss Lefay, you're familiar with King Arthur himself. Did he ever mention the cat? Oh, yes, Bat Boy, many times. He had always claimed it to be the toughest fight he had ever had. No other creature had ever brought him so low before. We know she had vicious claws that could rip through swords and shields with ease and a dangerous bite. But what else could this thing do that made her so hard to kill? Kath Palag was raised as a hunting cat, Bat Boy, meaning she is capable of prowling unseen through any terrain and sensing enemies long before they know what's coming. I love those big bad bugaboos who know where their opponent is all the time. If you think that's exciting, Bat Boy, this cat moves through water as comfortably as you and I on Earth. Which explains the swampy terrain for the fight. Yes. It gives Cath Palag and Cerberus a fairly even match, since it mixes both solid ground and water. Size-wise, we're looking at roughly the size of a large horse. A bit smaller than Cerberus, but do you think that'll be a problem? Bat Boy, this cat slaughtered roughly 180 soldiers before being taken down. She controls the weather. She pursues her prey relentlessly. I think she will easily best that Greek mush. Excuse me? About bloody time, you two. Thanks for covering, Yowie. We just needed to get some affairs in order before the main event. Speaking of which, please don't call Cerberus a Greek mutt. Why on Avalon should I stop? Because we don't want anyone hearing it and reacting poorly. Why, Wicked Jenny, you don't look so good. Your skin is a drab olive instead of its usual acidic jade tone. Are you doing okay? I step into the booth one time, and now I have to worry about a psycho snake woman coming to off me because her son may or may not lose a fight to a Welsh cat. So no, I'm not okay. Jenny, I'm telling you, Echidna is not going to murder us. (laughs) You did not just chuckle. Crikey. Oh, sorry. I'm just surprised that you're quivering at the thought of an angry snake nymph. Jenny! You want to go, Great Value Maleficent? How dare you! I was around long before Disney's Sleeping Beauty. Kind of missed the point. Yowie, please escort Merlin's clingy ex to the parking lot. I can't believe this. I will be reporting you to the commissioner. Come on, Miss Lefay. Unhand me, Bat Boy. Uh, I'm not doing anything. I will have revenge on all of you. Well, now that that's out of the way, let's get back to tonight's fight. Absolutely. We've got two monsters who happen to be defeated by high-profile heroes. My unstoppable. 
unstoppable otherwise. Which monster will redeem themselves in this ancient rivalry between canines and felines? We're gonna find out right after this commercial break. She called Yowie Bat Boy, right? I'm not crazy. This November, prepare to get hairy. Marrow One Life Insurance and Elm Street Mattress Company present the Harry Cryptids Convention in San Antonio, Texas, hosted by the Donkey Lady. Featuring all your favorite monsters like Honey Island Swamp Monster, Gog Magog, Bat Squatch, and special appearance by Jimmy Squarefoot and the humanoid himself, Bigfoot. Also, don't miss the 76th Annual Supernatural Cook-Off out in the parking lot of the San Antonio Desert Convention Center. Tickets are only 10 adult male deer or equal value animal carcasses. The first 100 cryptids through the door will get a can of Himalayan light. Tickets available at Ticket Slave and all Bossman home barbecue locations. Cryptids, cryptids, cryptids. Don't stall or be bombed. Welcome back to the Monster Smash League. I'm Bat Boy, and joining me tonight is Jenny Greenteeth. I'm ready to find out which one wins in the ultimate clash of cats versus dogs, BB. You'd be hard-pressed to find better representatives of their respective species, Jenny. Even if they're both famous for ultimately losing. There'll be no kings or demigods here, so the field is wide open for either one to take the W. With that being said, I'd say it's time to see this swamp terrain in action. Will you do the honors? Monster Smash! Cerberus and Cathpalag are already in the field and have easily found each other. Not hard when they both have the senses of hunting animals. Both seem to be in the feeling out process, circling each other and trying to assert dominance. Now, normally you'd probably see a house cat make a move to flee, but Kath Palag is not a house cat, despite looking like a large one. Speaking of size, they're about matched, aren't they? Yes, they are. Cleaning up after either one would be something else. Look at the poisonous drool coming off of those fangs. Kath will want to avoid being bitten at all costs, otherwise it would be very bad for her. Very much like an actual cat and dog squaring off. They seem to be very defensive initially, taking threatening swipes at each other. Oh, and thus ends the defensive portion of the battle. Kath just leapt onto the tree trunk and then dove straight for Cerberus. But he easily stepped back and retaliated with a bite from the center head. But that missed also. Kath's reflexes easily allowed her to dodge and now she's lunging in with another claw attack. Cerberus meets a paw with a paw as he batted her claw down into the mud. Another head goes in! Miss! But now a bite from... Miss! Cerberus charges with... Miss! Kath jumps to the side of... Miss! Cerberus! Miss! Kath Palin! Miss! This is going too fast for us to keep up with! It's insane how evenly matched they are! And they've broken off their exchange and have resumed trying to intimidate each other. Jenny, they're getting covered in that swampy mud with each attack. As someone who is familiar, how might that affect the fight as it drags on? Being muddy is like being wet but heavier. The more dirt that gets caked on, the harder it becomes to move freely. I'd say both fighters will show signs of fatigue as it proceeds, but we know that Cerberus has stamina, so he might have a slight edge. Now it looks like Cerberus wants to play fetch with a stick, but has chosen a whole tree instead. Ooh, he better be careful. He's turned his back on Kath Palug to wrench that trunk out of the bog. You're right. Kath Palug is going for another claw. 
Nice try, kitty, but that dog is hard to sneak up on. While the left head picks up the tree, the right head snaps at the cat. Cerberus hurled the tree and it caught Kath in the haunches. That did some damage. Only some, though, because Kath Pelag looks mostly unfazed. Is she licking her paw? It's hard to hit a cat square. They're very bendy and adaptive. They kind of freak me out, honestly. I wondered if this would happen. A good old-fashioned dog chasing cat sequence. Look at them go! They're covering a lot of ground. Well, Cat Pallet is. She's jumping over rocks, zigzagging up and down trees, doubling back. Cerberus is just kind of crashing straight through. Not pretty, but effective. It's like if you were on Ninja Warrior, but instead of doing the obstacles, you just splashed right through the water. Unfortunately for Cerberus, all of these collisions and mud getting kicked up has caused him to fall behind. I think he's lost track of Cat Pallet. Probably gone into stealth mode forcing Cerberus to rely on his canine senses. He's definitely on the trail, BB. Like a bloodhound, Cerberus is sniffing the mud and following a scent. But look there, Jenny! (gasps) Kath is very quiet. I didn't even notice her. Folks, Cerberus seems to have tracked the cat to a clearing with a large outcropping of rocks and boulders. On top of the tallest boulder, almost flat as a pancake, is a crouched Kath Palag. All of Cerberus's heads are currently occupied, so they don't see her. She leaps like a panther towards the hellhound! Wait! The eyes on Cerberus's right head have turned ghostly white. The other two heads are looking at him with curiosity. Incredible! Unbelievable! Cerberus reared up and snatched Kath Palag right out of midair. That head was able to see the future. Oh. Oh no, the poison. He's got her by the scruff of the neck and I see blood. Kath Palag was tossed like a rag doll into the boulder. She is instinctively trying to get up, but Cerberus is already on top of her. This is an absolute mauling. Bites all over, poison with each one. Kath isn't looking very good. She's still trying to slash at the triple heads, but she's definitely weaker because of that toxin. And now Cerberus is dragging Kath around like a chew toy. He just ruthlessly shakes her in his teeth. Tossed again. This might be a done deal, BB. Or not. Huh. I guess cats do always land on their feet. I mean, other than when they hit rocks really hard first. And now Cat Palug is in familiar territory. Look at her go. She's like a fish. Cerberus seems smart enough to realize that going in the water is a bad idea. So he's keeping his distance. Ty's boy is planning his next move, I think. Wait. I thought she was in that little pond. How'd she get over there? She's probably using underwater paths. Most swamplands aren't just solid land with some pools. It's more like an entire floating ecosystem. There's probably some rough tunnels or openings under the surface. That is amazing! She's still moving way faster than anything I've seen in water. It's like she's teleporting from bog to bog. Cerberus certainly seems confused. He doesn't know where to focus. Luckily, he's got a way to cover all the bases. He's standing still and keeping all of his heads. Including the little snakeheads. Pointing in every conceivable direction. There's no way Cat Palette can find an opening. Is the wind picking up? Seems like it. Clouds are moving in also. This has to be Cat Palette. Now I'm really missing home. A rainstorm in a swamp? Oh, that's my ideal weekend. I don't know if you'd be interested in this kind of storm, Jenny. A tornado? Right in the middle of the bayou. You don't see that every day. Mud, water, plants, and rocks are getting sucked into the vortex. Will Cerberus follow? 
That rightmost head is predicting the future again. It's using the ability to track where the tornado will go so it can dodge. Impressive, but how long will he be able to do this? True, seeing the future is one thing. Being able to react fast enough is another. Oh, another close call. He left the ground for a second there. Ooh, he landed too close to the water's edge and Kath struck with a sneak attack to the hind leg. Cerberus can't keep up with his future sight. The tornado is only growing larger and with each misstep towards the water, Cerberus is taking damage from those steel-cutting claws. Too slow, puppy. Cerberus is sailing through the air like he's a witch riding a bicycle. How is the Wicked Witch doing these days? Better than Cerberus, that's for sure. He's caught up in a funnel and can't escape. Everything else that was picked up by the storm is slamming into it, causing massive damage. Hercules is one thing, but a localized, weaponized F5 tornado is a whole other level of insane. His momentum is broken out of the orbit and he's flailing through the air at terminal velocity. Oh, well, at least he landed in soft mud. He's... he's standing up? Can he? Oh! Guess not. Cerberus collapsed! He's unable to continue! Great for Cat Pallid! Oh, horrible for us. Yes, but at least the fans got a spectacular fight. Well... Oh, crap. That's unfortunate. I suppose it is. But it's been a good run. It was an honor. To call the match with you. Yes, but it can't be helped. Well, it could if she wasn't blocking the door. I'd run for it and leave you behind in an instant. I'd expect nothing less. What are you two talking about? We're just cherishing our final moments of life. Why? Because you're going to kill us? What? Why would I do that? Because your son lost. How is that your fault? Uh, well, I guess it isn't. Then why did you say you'd be coming to see us if he lost? (laughs) Oh, that's what you thought I meant? Yeah. No, I wanted to come and help you break down why he'd lost. You do that, don't you? Oh, oh, yes, we do. By all means, take it away. Cerberus has an impressive resume. He has the ability to see the future, to poison his enemies, and to sniff out foes. Initially, it looks like this was an upset, but... Kath Palug matched him closely when it came to actual strength and durability. Let's compare the two major events that each monster participated in. Cerberus wrestling Hercules, and Kath Palug killing 180 trained knights. Cerberus going toe-to-toe with Hercules indicates that he has enormous strength when compared to a regular person. Conversely, Kath Palug was able to destroy iron and steel weaponry and armor with her claws, which, when being very conservative, requires at least 45,000 PSI to be sheared. That's triple the amount of pressure exerted at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. And durability is similar. Both had tremendous feats of endurance. Hercules had to choke Cerberus unconscious after a long battle, while Kath Palug survived fighting 180 trained soldiers in one battle. But what this came down to was speed and agility. Which one could outpace the other and get a taxi? As canines and felines, they both had superior agility and speed. But I think we've all seen that cats are more dexterous than dogs. With an unusually flexible backbone, cats have the cat-riding reflex. It's how they land on their feet. Kath Palug is not only able to run, climb, and adapt to impact better than Cerberus, but she's able to reflexively adjust her trajectory when mid-air in order to land safely and reduce damage. And this was before she got in the water. Stories say that Kath Palug is like a fish in water. Some say she's part fish. Either way, it meant once she was submitted, 
submerged. There was no way Cerberus could catch her. Throw in some power to summon storms, and even Cerberus's future-seeing abilities weren't enough to counter it. Tragically. At least my boy is immortal, so he'll live to fight another day. The winner is Kath Palag. And with that, I readily relinquish this seat back to Ty. You wouldn't want to do it again? A bit too dangerous for my green blood. Ha-ha! I'm back! You seem in good spirits, considering. Considering what? The fight? I'll never know how it ended. But you were watching it. Was I? I gazed into the Glowacus' eyes and erased the memories of ever seeing the battle. Okay, but doesn't the fact that you took the time to erase your memories of the fight kind of give away the ending? <laughs> what are you, uh, talking about? There it is. No! <sighs> Don't worry, Ty. We'll stop for dinner on the way home and you'll feel better. <laughs> Can we go to Moss Man's home BBQ? Sure. Yay! And on that happy ending, that's it for us here at the Monster Smash League. Join us next time for more magical mayhem for Yowie, Typhon, and Jenny Greenteeth. I'm Batboy saying, just because your corpses won't work as zombies, chop them up to build something else. Reduce, reuse, and recycle. See you later.